0: Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? It's early, huh? It's kind of scary to see me this early in the morning. I always say chickens are You know, chickens get up this early. Especially <laughs> the late nights I work. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento. Uh, we have people up and down the state. So that means if you think you might have a paranormal need or something strange is going on in your house, get, get shoot me an email, give me a call, and I will get a team out there it may take a while because california is a huge state so you know it may take us a while to get out there but we do have mediums on staff who can phone you and help you out with what whatever might be going on or maybe there's nothing going on they can figure that out too and explain it to you but uh, or, but they they also have the capability remotely to settle down uh areas that are that, that are having you know havoc from, from ghost activity or whatever activity demonic whether it be ghost or demonic um so that will settle it down until we can get out to you okay all right uh you can you watch facebook and youtube you can find us on both facebook and youtube under california haunts radio and california haunts on facebook we're everywhere and if you and today during the show if you like what you see feel free to hit those uh happy faces and those thumbs up things and all that because the more you do that the higher in the algorithm we are Okay, and that means other people will get to watch it, right? Because you know my followers. Um, same thing with YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube, be sure to hit that that uh, happy happy faces and all that and all that stuff. And if you're watching from Twitch, yes, same thing. You know, no matter where we're at. But you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, um, Twitter, and uh, TikTok, and on Instagram. I'm Ghosty Gal All Over Face, and everywhere else there's some derivative of. California haunts, so you'd be able to find us. Okay. Anyway, I just want to remind everybody, I have a class that I'm teaching next week on protection, and it's a very limited seating class. I think there's like eight spots left for it, and I'm going to be teaching some really intense protection techniques for you to protect your house, protect your dog or your cat, protect you, protect your property, everything. I'm going to be teaching different techniques for that, and I've done a lot of research, and I think. Excuse me, I think you guys will be happy with 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 what I've come up with. So that'll be uh, next Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And the way to get there is you go to the cal, type in California Haunts Meetup, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup, and it'll take you straight in there and just sign up for Meetup. It's free; it doesn't cost anything. And then you can access the uh, the uh, class that way over over at the Meetup. Okay, because a lot of the stuff that even these shows I I put them on Meetup. And also, if you like what you see today and you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, be sure to follow. Okay, with Facebook, you just got to hit the follow button. And over YouTube, there's a... Whew, I'm gonna do this. Right, there's that little ghost right in the corner down there on the right, the, the right side. That's our mascot. And if you click on that ghost, the little subscription button pops up on YouTube. And that will subscribe you to our videos. What do you get for that? Well, normally you can see the videos anyway, but this will alert you. To what videos are coming up, what we're going to be doing because it's all it goes on YouTube seven days in advance, so you guys can check that out, right? Um, also, you know, it, it again with the algorithm, we're trying to monetize at some point, so the more people that sign up, the merrier. That's all I got to say. Okay, now that I'm winded, I'm ready for nap. I don't know, is this whole Murphy's Law thing kicked in? I don't know, the plans in conjunction, but. This computer has been a bear the last two days, so whatever. That's all I have to say. Okay, so now that I've winded and I've talked myself to death, my guest today, Lori Ditto, has an interesting story to tell. She's a she's she's a seer and she also um I'm not gonna lower, I'm just gonna say she's a seer. And she she can tell you herself because you know how I am with intros. But she has seen hell and she's seen heaven, and she's got a couple books out about that. And she's used the information she's got from seeing these places and has turned around into a good thing where she's taught, you know, to talk to people and and help them out. So I'm really excited to have her on because I want to hear her accounts of all this stuff. Um, You don't hear this every day. You hear more about people that that have NDEs and whatnot. You know, they they think they went to heaven, but they get thrown back. You know, that kind of thing. But she's actually seen this and then hell. Because you don't hear people from people that have seen hell. I think I've heard. Two people like on TV specials that claim that when they had an NDE, they went to that they went to what they thought was hell. I don't know. But all right, I'm gonna bring Lori in and uh, we'll get this show on the road. Let's do one thing real quick. Okay. Now that's cooperating after all Okay, you now how I'm how, how I am about my buttons. Okay. <laughs> Good
1: morning. Hi there, Charlotte. It's a little yes. later. It's afternoon here where I am.
0: Oh yeah. You're on that
1: <laughs> coast. <laughs> hey, it's really nice today? to meet you. It's nice That's to meet a... you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. Thank you. You know, um, I I have been to heaven uh, many times. and And that doesn't make me special. And I don't want anybody to think I'm special. I don't what? think I'm special. But it does make me responsible. Right. And every time that Jesus has brought me to heaven, he has shown me things inside of the kingdom that, you know, when we pray the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, how do you know what the will of God is in heaven? How do we know? And so he's brought me there to show me how things on the earth I don't live my life the way that God would want me to and that if I lived my life the way that God wanted me to and I lined up with the kingdom you know it would it would set me up for a lot more blessings from the king and so you know I've been to heaven and it's beautiful that is our home well it let me say it this way it's the home heaven is the home for all of the people who have Jesus Christ as their God. Sure. Which was a correction for me. I mean, you know, it's not just heaven. Heaven isn't just a home for anybody that wants to go there. And I hope that everybody wants to go there. But um, there are some requirements to get in. Now, on the other hand, hell, I have been to hell. And and hell is the place where uh, people who are guilty of their sin goes and you know we've all fallen short of the glory of god so all people are headed to hell except for the ones who will trust and obey jesus christ who who has made a way for us in heaven so i mean i say that just so that you kind of get a grid for what i believe as i'm as i'm getting ready to tell you these things right because i believed that wholeheartedly before I went to hell. Are you a and, pastor? Uh, I am I am now. Okay. Um right. well, at the time.
0: Know, I, just wanted, I just wanted to let everybody know you're a pastor as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am now. I, I I'm an evangelist. Okay. So I like to help people meet Jesus Christ as their sure. as their savior. But um at the time, you know, I I I thought I had all my boxes checked. Right. So I, you know, by that, what I mean is, you know, I prayed. And at the time I was praying a minimum of 24 hours a week. I was an evangelist. I was second as far as leaders went. We ran outreaches. I helped oversee outreaches to help other people meet Jesus. We did that seven days a week. Uh, I personally was discipling 12 people. I mean, I... I, I figured, you know, I'm okay, wife, I'm okay, mom, I'm okay, grandma. I'd never missed a tithe. I mean, just telling you this so that you kind of get, I had all my boxes checked, or right. so I thought.
0: You know what and, I find interesting is that, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. Please. That you, that you call yourself a seer. There's a lot of Christians out there. The minute you mentioned anything having to do with being a seer or a psychic, it's a big no, 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 no. So I'm impressed that you call it a here. Well,
1: I would not call myself a psychic, but I, I prophetically. Yeah. So I am, God has given me the gift of seeing. And by that, what I mean is that when he takes me in the spirit, I can see it, Mm -hmm. feel it, hear it. I sense it. I understand it more than just. A prophetic word, which inside of Christianity, uh, I believe that the prophets of old in the Old Testament were actually what we would call seers. But because you use that word, people think that, you know, hey, what kind of word is that? That can't be Christian. No, it's very Christian. I, I mean, I, I think other entities have taken that word and made it something much less than what God intended it to be. Right. But yes, right. I call myself a seer. Um because I can when when I go I'm not only can I see it I experience it sure. so Jesus is the living God and he 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 needs to be experienced and he wants that for us hallelujah I mean otherwise it's kind of boring yep. um I don't have a boring God
0: yep that's true that's true hey, so, thank you uh, thank you yes so so uh, doing what you do, you reach out to people to, you know, to put out that positive message out there. Um, when you had your vision of hell, how did that come about?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was shocking that it, it happened to me because mm-hmm. like I said, you know, in my own mind, in my own understanding, I mean, I thought I was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought as far as the Christian life goes, Right. probably getting high 90s i mean in my own judging myself i'm probably getting you know at least an a minus is not that i would have said that at the time but thinking back I, yeah i thought you know i'm i'm a pretty good christian right and um but god sees things differently than we see things uh-huh. so on the day that this happened um i was at an evangelism meeting and we had those every week on thursdays Uh And it was set up at at 10 o'clock it would begin, at noon it would get done. And we would worship uh, for 30 minutes, give testimonies for 30 minutes of of things that's happened in the community. And then we would listen to about an hour-long teaching. And so that was every week. That's what we were expecting. And during the worship part of the meeting on, it was August 28, 2008 um, during the worship, I, I could sense there was a supernatural entity. And I think a lot of people can feel that people can feel when, when a supernatural reality is coming close Uh to us, you know, and, and great because God is a supernatural being. And when he comes close, we should be able to feel that. Right. And, uh, So I could feel that happening. I was not prepared. And and the closer that it came, what I felt first was heat, unbearable heat. Uh, You know, we're from Upper Michigan originally, and we take saunas. And sometimes the sauna gets really hot. This was no, there was no comparison to the amount of heat that had come into the room. What I actually thought was that a bomb must've uh-huh. went off to, to put that much heat in the room. And as I opened my eyes, I saw the reality of, of the supernatural reality uh-huh. and the the natural reality, the supernatural reality was, was being overlaid. And there was not an option for me to choose, which I was stuck in the supernatural reality of what I was seeing. And what I was seeing was the gates of hell open. And and when they opened this, this dark heat, unexplainable heat came out of the room and a hand came out of that place and it grabbed a hold of me in my spirit. There was no way that, I mean, my spirit is in my body. Sure. And when it grabbed a hold of my spirit, it dragged me from the back of the room, past all the people through the gates and I went through um, what would be the front of the room. I went through that, past these gates into the supernatural place. And these gates were six, seven feet deep because as I was, I was traveling this way, not up and down like we stand, but I was traveling this way. And um, as I went through those gates, the gates were thicker than my body. Uh And when they shut, the sound of the gates of hell closing is still a sound that is, to me, one of the scariest sounds that you can hear, because it was, it, it it's not a sound that we ever think we're going to hear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was placed; the hand took me to my own cell. It was a teardrop-shaped cell. And I was placed inside the cell. And um, once I reached that realm, my brain understood things to a degree that I wouldn't understand here. And that's true also when I go to heaven. You Uh know, you understand your whole brain is working. And my whole brain was working while I was in hell. And uh, I heard God the Father. He spoke over me. You are in hell eternally Mm -hmm. for unforgiveness. And I knew it to be true. Um, There was no trying to figure out like, hey, Jesus, you made a mistake. You got the wrong girl. Although if you had asked me that before worship had started that, that morning, I would have thought, like I said, I was this A minus, at least A minus Christian. And here I am. I am being sentenced to hell for unforgiveness. And what I knew in that minute was that I had not taken God serious. Right. For sure, not serious enough.
0: Sorry, wrong button. I
1: and, and and it was... Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't express to you the amount of panic right. that I felt because I mean, what a shock, right? Because you go from thinking you're at the top of the world to God holding you accountable for something that He had been trying to work with me on. Right, right. You know, I've read the scripture a whole lot of times where it says, if you will not forgive you will not be forgiven. And, you know, as a believer in Jesus, I've read the Bible. I've read it, not not trying to toot my own horn, but I read it a lot more now than I ever did before. Right, And I skipped over the parts about eternal damnation and, and people going there because that was for those really bad people, the people that can't be reached, you know. Right. And I would have never thought that I could be there. And and once I got there, I understood the shape of that, of the cell. And the reason why the shape of the cell is a teardrop is because God formed it with a teardrop uh-huh. because he doesn't want anyone there. And there's no reason for anybody to be in hell because we have a savior. Hell was created for Satan and the demons. Uh And all those things that want to torture people, those things belong in hell, away from God, away from his creation. And yet, because of our choice, and I had chosen Uh to hold unforgiveness towards these people. And, you know, I mean, everybody's got a past. Right everybody's got stuff that they wish. I mean, you talk about somebody who's done you wrong and we can all come up with a list of people who have done us wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, trying to make sure that those people don't do that again to somebody else and make sure that those people pay for what it is that they've done right. really had placed me in the place of trying to be God. Right. And he had tried and tried and tried. Anyway, hell was so upsetting, and I'm careful when I tell people about it because you know I still, I it's it still it's still very painful for me. It was it's a very real experience in me, and the the trauma from it is real. So if it feels like hey, you know, she kind of darts in and pulls back, that's true. I do because. For me, it's not just, uh, I mean, it really happened. It really happened to me. And um, I don't tell people about it because I think that I'm a great teacher. Mm -hmm. I tell people about it, man, because it happened to me. There is a real place Mm -hmm. called hell. It is It is void of God. It's not like, it's not like anything that you can see on the earth. You know, I hear people, well, you know, I'm living hell. No, you're not. I mean, your life can be really super bad, but it is not hell because in hell, my skin dripped off. You can't tell from one cell to another If that person is Chinese or Mexican or white or you, you have no idea because those people don't have any skin because, you know, it's too hot. Skin doesn't work in hell. And that's extremely painful. It's like, what does it feel like? It feels like you're burning everywhere and there's no ibuprofen or morphine or anything like that to take away the pain. And. It was. I mean, for it, it, everything on me hurt. Hmm. My my eyes broke apart because they. There's no unity in hell, so nothing's going to work. I mean, it's working, but it's sure not working like you'd want. So you can imagine the headache that you get
0: mm-hmm. if your
1: eyes aren't working together. Well, it also causes a lot of fear when your eyes aren't working together right, right, right. and um, my eardrums broke and I, I kept listening to all these people. I mean, they just scream and scream and scream. And there was this one woman, she, if she would just shut up, I mean, she hurt my ears more than anybody with her. I mean, you, she wouldn't stop mm-hmm. it, it. And it took me a while to realize that that woman was me. I was the person screaming and screaming and there is no consoling anybody. You can't get out of your cell and go to another cell. And at least the two of you scream together. I mean, you know, there, there isn't anything like that. And I mean, every joint hurt. It was like every single bone in my body was broken and the flames were, the flames were wicked I mean, it was like they were gleefully wicked. So they were alive. And it's not flames like what you think, not yellow, orange. These were flames. If you had to put a color on it, you would say they were black flames. But they were, it wasn't even the color black, not like a puppy or, you know, an Asian person's hair. It was darkness beyond anything that we can imagine that is it is designed to bring you fear and pain. And and that's what was burning me. And I twisted so much. I broke my own back. And, you know, th- there's not even a drink. There's not a drip, a, a drop of water. I mean, it was so the water that was in my body, it evaporated. And like I said, I mean, your mind knows that this is happening. And what I knew the whole time was that this could have, should have been avoided. Uh-huh. It wasn't because I was one of those a minus Christians that, that based Christianity on my thoughts and desires. Right. Instead of what Jesus tells us has to be. Uh-huh. And you know, I knew, I knew that it was righteous mm-hmm. for me to be in hell because I had been given opportunity after opportunity. And now what I was, what I was filled with was so much regret because if you had shined a light on it, nobody talked about it, right? Nobody, right, people right. knew I was in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. People heard it, but nobody held me accountable for it. It was just like, well, it's okay in you. And the reason why I think they let it slide with me, hey, that's okay in in Lori, is because it was probably alive in them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was so filled. So I was in an area, this really upsets people when I say this, that I was in an area of other believers, you know, it's like no, 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 Lori. Christians can't go to hell. Right. Well, you know, you're supposed to walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. You're supposed to get saved and continue to be saved. And right. what I understood in heaven or in hell is that um, there is a lie that that we embrace, and and I'm going to call it the once saved always saved lie. And what I'd like to say is that, uh, you know, why is that such a lie and what does it mean? What What it means is that on the day that you choose Jesus as your Savior and you ask him to forgive you of all your sins, and he does. Right. You're cleaner than you've ever been. That on that day, you never have to say you're sorry or make restitution or repent ever again because it was one and done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't think that I believed that, but I sure lived it. So I did believe it. And, you know, you play around with sin. You think you can get away with this, get away with that. But but God knows he really is a holy God. Mm-hmm. and And unrighteousness cannot come before him. And the only way that we get rid of sin. Is you have to repent, right? And so this right. little pastor, pastor part of me, what does that word mean? And and I think it's really good to explain. It means four things. Repent means first that you have to agree with God that sin is sin. Uh-huh. I don't pick. I don't get to pick. He has already chosen if it's a sin or not. And uh-huh. so things like um, cheating on your spouse, uh, that's called adultery. That's sin. Um, right. abortion, killing a baby is right. a sin. And, right. and I, it's not for me to judge you. It's for me to tell you, according to God, this is a sin. So one, agree with God that sin is sin. Number two, you have to feel godly sorrow over that sin. Otherwise, you just feel pride right. about it. So two, feel godly sorrow. Three, you have to confess your sin to another person. The Bible says, if you do that, you'll be fervently healed. And who doesn't need that? Mm-hmm. And then, four, you have to put something in place that you don't do that again. Because in the Bible, there's this story of this woman who's caught in adultery and they bring her and they throw her at Jesus' feet. And they're like, you know, they're expecting God to stone her. That's what she deserves. And he asks her, hey, has nobody condemned you? And she's like, no. And he's like, I'm not going to condemn you either. Go and sin no more. And there's this idea that, well, I can't do that because I'm just a sinner, which is wrong thinking. There's another wrong thinking that, um, you know, once, you're, once you've been saved, that you're still a sinner and you're going to keep on sinning. That's not true. You can go a day. You can go a week. You can go a month. I would love to go a year without sinning but we can go a distance of time. And then when we do sin, we need to repent. We need to do those four things. And if you believe once saved, always saved is a terrible lie. And the believers who are in hell are there primarily because of the belief that once I gave my life to Christ, maybe it was like when you were six. For me, you know, I was was older. I was in my 30s. But Maybe you were six when you gave your life to the Lord. Now it doesn't matter. You can treat anybody any way you want and think that God is going to look the other way because, you know, he paid for all my sin. It's, it's, it's only partly true from the aspect that it's true he paid for all of your sin. Only if you'll repent of those sins and live wholeheartedly, right? And I wasn't. I had this list of unforgiveness against people from my past. I mean, and and you can go toe to toe with somebody about what happened in their past. And right. I get it because it hurts and what people did to us hurts. But as long as I was hanging on to that, I I was sitting as God. Right. For idolatry, you can't do that. Right. So there I am. I mean it was terrible it was terrible as if that wasn't bad enough as if hell wasn't bad enough your skin dripping off of you you know my my body twisting and turning there was so much pain in it because there wasn't any water in it anymore the my my ears hearing it i mean i kept i kept like trying to throw up from Mm -hmm. from the smell of hell it is the worst smell I, the only thing I can compare it to is one time I was cleaning and I messed up and I mixed two chemicals you should not mix. Mm-hmm. And the smell of that, really, I mean, I, I ended up outside just up chucking everything just because of this, you know, this dangerous smell. Well, hell is like that. And I tried to calm myself down. I thought, OK, just take a deep breath. And when I breathe in the air of hell, I bring the fire Inside my body, and I was now burning from the outside and the inside, and I—I I, I mean, the only thing that was burning there was my was my spirit. But you know, we don't understand that our spirit has has a physicalness to it in that realm. Right here, here we touch our body, and we think we can't touch our spirit. Right, but in the in the spirit realm your spirit has a, a physical form and that form can feel what your body can feel in this realm and so it was extremely torturous did you see others while while you were there at all a lot I saw a lot a lot of people and and in heaven you know as I said my brain was working there so so having been to heaven Different times, um, there are more people in hell than what are in heaven. As upsetting as upsetting as that is, right? And while I was there, I watched hell expand itself. It was, it was being made larger. So, the creator of heaven and earth and of hell, I know right. that it's the Father. He was making hell bigger to accommodate the extraordinary number of people who are making that choice. You get to choose who are making that choice that, you know, they say things like to hell with God, right? right. Or they'll, they'll put the words God and damn together, which use Jesus name, like a swear word. I mean, it's just people have this hatred, of the savior of the world and you wonder why would you hate somebody so much who's done so much to help you it's because he gets to call the shots and you know especially in america we we pride ourselves on being so individual and having our own opinions and figuring things out for ourselves whereas In in a country that has a king, you know, people pledge their allegiance to the king and we don't do that here. So we don't know what that's like. But knowing that that our choices is lining us up to spend eternity in in absolute bliss Mm -hmm. or forever torment forever and ever and ever and ever torment is is not something that we really put a lot of thought in. And I can't really say that I had heard much about it. And I I am a, I was an evangelist. Right. So, you know, probably one of the most painful things that happened in hell was once all of that had kind of happened, you know, sin. So I have done, I have done a lot of sin in my life. Um, the Bible says that we all have. Right. That if I, if you ever meet somebody who says they didn't sin, they're not a sinner that the Bible says that person is a liar. Right. And so, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to tell anybody, hey, I'm better than you. I'm what I do know is how, what do you have to do to get rid of it and not pay the price for it? hmm. So um, all this sin, because when God saved me and separated that sin from who I am, because it's still alive. Right. You know, when I was a kid and and I called somebody, you know, I remember I said this, hey, how now brown cow to somebody? I mean, how mean to do that? And yet that's what I did. And those words are still alive. That sin is still alive. But the mercy of God to help that person and change me right but they're alive so there they are all this sin there it was waiting in hell and the first sin that came into my cell was all of the sin of people who had done me wrong all the sin of unforgiveness why why was I holding such a grudge against this person this is what they've done and It was like a movie was being played of what they'd done, and God had seen it from all sides, and he knew exactly why it was so wrong. And it was wrong what they did. Uh Uh And if I had just forgiven this stack of sins, I mean, it seemed big. It seemed like figure 2,000. It seemed big. Sure. If I had forgiven that stack of sins, I would have never been to hell. Right. And then after that stack of sins, then they were categorized into. Um, I I process three. You're not kind. You're not gentle, and you're not patient. And I think if I had processed all of the sins in the categories, I think they would have lined up in what we know to be the fruit of the spirit. Okay. But so here they were. You're not kind, and God had a directory of every unkind thing I've done and my stack of sins of being unkind to people. There was no comparison. It wasn't Charlotte. Like I could say, well, because you did this to me, I did this. It was tit for tat. It was one for one. It was like one to a million. I am so unkind, Uh, not gentle. Not patient. And, and, and to try and explain. So I want to tell you about two sins that I did that counted in each of the three categories. Right.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So, so one of the sins in there, I had a lot of them. So it's not like, but I, I sinned a lot as a young mom. And uh, my girls, I liked them to have clean hair when they were little. I just thought it looked so pretty on them. And and so every night they had to take a bath. And every night they had to get their hair washed. And every night I washed their hair with this Johnson's Baby shampoo because it's not supposed to hurt your eyes. But I don't know if it hurt your eyes. I've never stuck some of it in my eye to find out. Right. But my girls would complain, say it hurt their eyes. And they would cry and cry and cry. You get the shampoo in the hair. Now I got to get it out. And I would hold them down in the bathtub trying to get the water to get the shampoo out. And here I thought I was just such a great mom, right? Uh-huh. God saw it as a sin, a high sin, not just a sin, but a high sin. Why? Because he had given me these two girls. They needed somebody they could trust, right? somebody they could count on. And in their being little, me being stronger, I forced my way on them so much so that I never listened to their cries. I didn't listen to their tears. They were going to do what I said regardless. I taught my own children how to, how to be afraid of authority in your life. Hmm. And, and that one act of just washing their hair and it was every day. So I made that sin every day and it counted each category. You're not kind. You're not patient. You're not gentle. I mean, it was just, it, it was terrible. And another one, so um back then when they were young is when car seats were coming out and you had to put your kid in the car seat whatever and so you know i'm a good mom you get buckled in there but they would cry because the seat was too hot they didn't i mean it, it it was like pleather back then And the buckle was too hot or it was too tight or, you know, it wasn't comfortable and they would start to cry. And you know what I would do to get them in there? I would slap their arm and slap their leg. And I had to manhandle them, push them back in there. And it didn't matter what excuse they gave me. You know, I'm a great mom. Look at me. I have manhandled and taught my children that that no matter what, they cannot come to me. I will not hear them. Uh And so... You know, that's just two of the daily sins that I was doing. And God, he saw them (coughs) and he was on the kid's side, not on my side. Uh And as those sins came in, they found me. They were mine and they, they absorbed into me. And these sins changed what? the people in hell look like you see right now all of us look like the image of God that's what we look like now okay and in hell that image that godly image is gone so people wonder how can an angel look like an angel and yet a demon looks like a demon um you know how why did God change them it's the presence of God that gives us this look uh-huh. and it's the absence of God that gives us the grotesque look and so as it morphed back into me because the scriptures teach that Jesus was telling them he was telling people about how you know if you won't forgive you won't be forgiven and All of the sin. you will be guilty back again of all of the sin. And he tells that story of that wicked servant in Matthew 28. And I realized I was that wicked servant. God had forgiven me of everything. And yet I wouldn't forgive somebody of something less than what I was guilty of. And so all my sin was put back on me. And I mean, not just that. I mean, there's places in the Bible where it says there will be these people who say to Jesus, Lord, Lord, didn't I perform miracles in your name? And Lord. it says he'll say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. And I I was that person. I mean, every negative person that I jumped over in the Bible that I thought, well, that's those bad people. And I realized I am that bad people. Wow. And I, if I had died in that vision, I would still be there. You know, the number one question that I get is why did God send you to hell? Exactly. And people have all these answers and there's only one answer. God sent me to hell because he loves me. And that was the only way that he could save me. I went to hell because I would not forgive. That's why I went to hell. And when he brought me out of hell, I mean, it wasn't like roses when I came out. When I came out, I came out screaming. Nobody knew what to do with me. I I did not know where I was. Uh-huh. They called my husband and asked him to come. I mean, I, I'd worked with my boss for years. I didn't know him. I didn't know a person in the room. When my husband came, they're telling me that's my husband, but I I didn't I, I couldn't tell you that I'd ever been married before. I mean, the amount of post-traumatic stress that I was under, having not just seen what I saw, but experience it, it's alive, this is real. So my husband you know he called our daughters because mom's been to heaven before and I right. may maybe at the time maybe at the time not that I would have pinpointed it and I don't know that I can pinpoint it now but maybe I thought I was special cuz I've been to heaven. Yeah. But you don't feel special when you go to hell. I mean I was so afraid that that place was going to open back up and when Mike brought the girls over had had our daughters come our oldest daughter brought uh our grand two of our granddaughters, Uh and all I could say was, get those babies away from me. You know, the amount of evil and, you know, all about me. It was all about me. What do I want? Let's do it my way. And let me give you my opinion. And I I think the U.S., I think we're really good at sharing our opinion and giving our opinion. And we feel important if somebody wants our opinion. You know, it's like, why did you go to hell? I went to hell because God is holy. Uh-huh.
0: And here I am,
1: one of his representatives teaching all these people how, how go preach the gospel, share about the love of God, uh-huh. share it with everybody. Me. And then when I when I meet somebody that doesn't love Jesus yet, you know, I, I want to be this ambassador for him. And yet my heart is so black with the amount of unforgiveness that I have towards another human being and the number one person that I had unforgiveness towards is my own husband so you know tell me that I really love him when when here I am acting this way and it just undid me and now you know at at the beginning I only cared about me I gotta get my life straight and it actually took me it took me 30 months, I was, I was struggling trying to forgive, you know, what did I do? I made this long list. I had a, had a, uh, a notebook and I wrote on all the pages who I needed to forgive and why. And some of them, when you look at eternity and you realize if I don't forgive, I'm going to go to hell. Right. Some of them is no big deal. It's a piece of cake. And others, there are things that people have endured that are terrible. And it's going to take some help. You know, I had to sit down with somebody to help me and say, hey, this is terrible what happened to you. Uh And pray for me and let Jesus step in and and help live this off. You know, I, I told him, Lord, I choose to forgive. Now help me make that a reality. And it took 30 months. Not that on the day I didn't realize that it was 30 months. On the day that I had forgiven everything, um, the Lord came to me and he said, I sent you to hell. And I was so afraid. I'm thinking he's going to say something like, and you're going back. You know, he said, I sent you to hell. And then he said, because I love you. And that's when I understood how far gone, how, how deceived, how delusional must I have been? How judgmental and and really holding unforgiveness towards somebody else is, is just as bad as any one of the other sins that's listed in different lists throughout the Bible, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Galatians five talks about you know it lists adult adultery and it lists being drunk and it lists it lists outbursts of wrath selfish ambition I mean there's a whole list of things that God says if you do these things you can't come to heaven because He doesn't allow that stuff right and so you know I had to relook at what does it really mean for Lori Ditto to be a Christian. Uh-huh. And what gospel am I trying to share with somebody else? Because I'm sure I must have looked like a hypocrite.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, I mean, not that not that I we talk about your unforgiveness, but I'm sure it comes up. And now, you know, when I talk with another believer and I, I whatever they've got wrong, man, if I love you, let's just talk about it. Right. Let's just talk right. about wh- what's up, and and it makes it it makes it. I mean, I respect people because they're made in the image of God. How do I know which one Jesus wants in heaven? Because if they look like a people, right, that's the one. And you know, maybe they don't know Him, but they're not going to know Him through me if I walk around acting like I'm God, uh-huh. judging them. You know, it's true, you're doing the wrong thing. People think, if you tell, if I tell you that you're doing the wrong thing, that I'm judging you, no, there's a right and there's a wrong. Judging you is when I put the penalty or the reward for what it is that you're doing. And I don't have the right to penalize you. I can right. tell you that you're wrong and I don't want to be a part of that because... That wrong path leads to another wrong decision and another wrong decision. I don't want anything to do with that. But I can tell you how much Jesus loves you and wants to put you and me on the right path. Right. And it it really did. It it changed my life. And, you know, anybody that's willing to listen, anybody that, that needs help. Um, I want to be available for, for the glory of God, but you know, I remember when I came back, my husband was trying to help me and Mike is a dear man. We've been married 40 years. He's a, wow. I mean, he's a saint. When we get to heaven, God is going to say, wow, Mike, I was looking, I had to look really hard for somebody to take care of this girl. but. um You know, when I came back, Mike said, I know why God sent you to hell. He sent you to hell because you're an evangelist and he wants you to use this to help other people. And I told him, no, no, you can't. That's the farthest thing that may look like the right answer. But no, Jesus sent me to hell because it was the only way that he could show me you have to change your life. Uh And, you know, because it's still alive because that reality is still alive and, and the and that is still alive in me. I if it helps somebody, that's great, right? Um, but you know, I'm not here to, hey, you need you you're gonna go to hell. I don't know. I, I, I know everybody's gonna go to hell because everybody has disrespected and disregarded a holy God. Right. But for those who have not, for those who will trust and obey. And that word obey, man, that one really gets me and a lot of people. Because, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, then you will obey me. And that goes against our grain to obey anybody, right. you know. It's like, I'm not a child anymore. I'm not a dog. I don't obey. It's like, no, if, you're, if you really are a Christian... And right. I would love for all kinds of people, if they, if they, when they listen to me on your station, you know, when you reached exactly. out, and I thought, great, maybe somebody else will want to know Jesus, the real God who forgives uh-huh. us and helps us, uh-huh. and there isn't any sin that somebody's done because I sinned. There were there were sins, many sins, for every day of my life that He was looking at. And and God, how can he do that? But he's willing if we'll do our part. It's true, it's free, but there's a cost to it too. You have you, you will be changed if you accept it, if you accept God's forgiveness and his salvation, you will be changed. And for sure, I, I, I thought I was changed, and maybe I was changed some, having seen heaven. But everybody, Charlotte, thinks they're going to heaven. Everybody. Me, I thought so. Everybody thought so. You know, everybody, wherever you think you're going to heaven. But when you realize how serious he is and how narrow is the way and how difficult is the way to get to heaven, then you start taking your Christian walk pretty serious every day. Right. I just had a show a couple
0: weeks ago um, with one of my uh, psychics on my team that we were calling The Red Brick of God. And this is the stuff for people like yourself, you know, that either have a vision or something happens in their life that slams them and then they do a course correction to make themselves a better person. Mm-hmm. And as I'm listening to you, that's what I'm thinking about is that red brick of God. You know, God gets to a certain point with people and he's, you know, oh, you over here, you're, you're, you're sinning too much. This gets you to add to an adjustment, get, get, you know, get you on the right track.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, for me personally, I meet people and they tell me hey i'm a psychic and i tell them you know actually if if you if it's a gift from god it's not that you're psychic it's that you're prophetic yeah and the two words are are at war with one another because one has more light on it and one uh-huh. has more darkness on it right so you know i tell people i'm like i don't want you to be a psychic i don't think god wants you to be a psychic um he doesn't want you dabbling in witchcraft but come over here into his marvelous light and into his gift of being a seer use the prophetic the way that god wants it used so come on over here and so you know i would to me it would be i would insult you if i said i mean i would to me it would be making you less than if i called you a psychic right that's like dark but, you know, and I, I I don't know you. We haven't met. We just, there was just an invitation. Right. But, you know, you're right. When God slams you, everything changes on that time yep. when God slams you. I agree. Yeah. I've seen it with people, you know. I've seen neighbors who have been
0: really difficult to live next door to. And all of a sudden, she disappears, comes back. Oh, let me help you with that. Let's do this and so we can work together with the yard. You know, and I and I asked her, I said, what's going on with you? You know, and she goes, well, I had a heart attack and I had an NDE. And after that, I have to follow God, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, that's, that's how it works. he he'll, he'll, you know, he'll find a way to deliver his message to
1: you. Amen. He's a good God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Jesus is the superior God. Mm-hmm and i love to introduce him that way because you know there are things out there that can give you an experience there are all kinds of idols out there that can give you an experience Uh but the most thrilling experience will come from the superior god the living god and jesus is that's who he is Uh what about heaven Oh my goodness! Heaven is our home. It is so amazing. There are there are colors in heaven that we don't have. We don't have these colors here. There are, I mean, like for instance, all of the clouds stand up. Sometimes in a distance you can see clouds that would stand up here on earth, but every cloud, stand, everything stands up to bring glory to the Lord. And like here, the waterfalls float down, but in heaven, they flow up. Wow. And yeah, here, here, the river, you build the road over the river. And in heaven, the river, because you're the image of God, the river will come by the road. But when the person comes, the river goes up and over you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just remarkable. It is what an amazing home that God has created for us. And you know, there's all kinds of pets in heaven. Uh, my little dog Snowball was is there. Um, and the rule for your pets to go to heaven is that it had to have been loved and cared for. Now, what's the difference? You know, you can say, oh, I love dolphins but right. you've never seen one. So right. that 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 doesn't ensure that all dolphins go to heaven. Or you could have had all kinds of farm animals and you took care of them but you never loved them.
0: Right. Right. So
1: love love is a real powerful thing. It comes from God. And and it is a it is a supernatural entity that when we engage in it, it makes things very godly. And so loving your pet creates the supernatural being for a supernatural reality for that pet. Uh And so there's all kinds of pets in heaven, Charlotte, but you know what? There's pets in heaven, but their owners are in hell because there's a different set of rules for us people. Uh So there's, I mean, there's a lot of winged animals that we don't have on the earth. There's all kinds of animals in heaven. And a lot of these animals, um, Either we've made them extinct, so right. they're not here anymore, or, you know, God is still creator God. Uh-huh. And so there's beautiful, I mean, it's so much fun. And the um, Jesus likes to have fun. So time is different. Uh-huh. Uh, so the Bible says, and I, I believe this, I believe that every time I've been to heaven over the course of these last 23 years, uh-huh. that it's all been on the same day. In heaven, uh, here twenty-three years; there one day. But the Bible says that a thousand years is but a day, uh-huh. and and so to watch Jesus play with the with the with the um, angels and have fun with them, um, to hear his laugh. You know, uh, I tried to think of how would I describe his laugh, and I heard some uh, laugh very similar to the Lord's laugh. Uh, we were at church one Sunday and the pastor made a funny and the whole room laughed. And I realized Jesus laugh is almost like that. Every single person laughing together makes the sound of the Lord's laugh. So, I mean, what a joyous, you hear him laugh, you're going to laugh because he's got one of those, you know, uh, at uh, Christmas time, I have this little giggle ball, it's got a child's laughter in it, and you can listen to some little kids laugh and then you just start cracking up. Uh-huh. God's laugh is like that. And what some other things that I can tell you about heaven? Um, you know, I think that when we're in heaven, what we do there, there may be more categories. but I've kind of divided it into three categories of things that we do when we're in heaven. Number one, we spend a lot of family time together. So you'll start out with your family, your extended family, extended family. And eventually God wants us to know each other the same way we would know our brothers and sisters, you know, the same way you'd know, grandma and grandpa and whatever. And so we do a lot of family things. We do a lot of picnics. Um, There's, parades that people go to together. There's an amusement park in heaven. I mean, we do a lot of family events. That's number one. Number two is everybody goes to school. You have to learn about the Bible. And, And while I was there, you know, it's like, what kind of celebrities did I see in heaven? I saw Father Abraham. He was teaching the little ones. And I was like, hey, not that I could have picked him out. I don't know what he should look like. But I was like, hey, that's Father Abraham. I mean, and the children were telling him, hey, do you know you have your own song? And so they're singing him that little ditty, you know, Father Abraham has many sons. So so that was neat. And And everybody goes, everybody goes to learn because we've all learned something wrong. We all, none of us are correct. None of us are Jesus. And we all need to be correctable and teachable. And and there are some classes that Jesus himself teaches. Hallelujah. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh And the third category is we create. So there are shops in heaven where you can go in and let's say you're a painter and you've painted this pretty picture and I come in and I just love your picture. And I'm like, Charlotte, can I look at this picture can i have that picture because you don't sell things there right right. but everybody so so you will if you are not currently a creative person don't worry when you get to heaven you will be a creative person you will learn how to write music you'll learn pottery you'll learn because our god is such a creator that of course he wants to make that side of us Right. come alive. And some people on the earth already have that. And some people are already great students. And some people are already very family oriented people. Right. Maybe, maybe there's more categories. Those were the categories that I feel I can safely put everything I saw in these categories. Mm-hmm. There is a, I, I toured a room in heaven. Uh, the Lord took me through and I've, I've seen a lot of different rooms, right? Uh, places in the castle, but I toured a person's bedroom, a room that was being prepared for a person. And and it was for a man who ha, did not have a dad. And so G, this boy liked baseball. And Jesus had all these baseballs with all these wonderful players. Right. Had their signatures on all these balls. And he had different size gloves waiting for this kid. And he had model, um, you put together cars He had a model car waiting that the two of them were going to put together. And just, excuse me, all kinds of treasure. Uh And I looked around at the treasure in this room that God has prepared for this man. You're going to know, this man is going to know that Jesus really knows who you are and how much he loves you. And, And I said, he's going to love it. And when I turned around to look at Jesus, I mean, the man's pet was there. He's going to love this. He's going to love this. But Jesus was sad. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he said, that this one didn't choose me. And I've thought about that room, probably more of that room than other rooms in heaven, because no one can say that Jesus didn't make a way for you and that he right. didn't have a place for you in heaven and how it hurts him that the place that he prepared for you i mean he made a place for all of us he wants all of the people in heaven with him
0: Uh
1: i have thought about that room more because you know while i was in hell had i stayed there right my room my forever room would be empty wow
0: this has been so interesting today. I was looking forward to this conversation and I thank you so much. What's next for you?
1: Wow. You know, <laughs> um, I have 14 grandbabies. One lives in heaven. Wow. I'm married to this great guy. I mean, I, I have a wonderful family that I like spending time with. So, of course, whenever I can, them. I... I come alive getting to tell people about Jesus and introduce them to him. And I I mean even over the weekend, I helped a young woman repent uh-huh. and come to God. I really like doing that. And you know, I just want to be available that if if this is what God has for me, just this, take care of your family, Lori, and now and then help somebody cross over from that dark place into the place of light. You know, and, you know, I hear from seers, all kinds of seers, you know, and and I try and help them, especially the seers who say, hey, I'm a psychic. I'm like, no, you don't want to be a psychic. Come over here into the light. You let's use the name that God gave it and not name that New Age has given it.
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: Well, this has been a pleasure. How can people find you? You know, I have a website, myfathersreputation.com, and it's like, what is that? And and we started this ministry, My Father's Reputation, because Jesus' reputation is squeaky clean, even though there's a hell, and even though people are in it. God is always good. So you can reach me at myfathersreputation.com. Okay, fair
0: enough. And you have
1: a couple books as well, right? I do, I do. I have three of them, and... You know, you can find out about them on that website too. Um, Go tell others about me, the hell conspiracy and encountering heaven. Cool. Cool, cool,
0: cool. Hey,
1: this was fun. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me.
0: I appreciate it. Maybe we'll get you on a later date too and talk some more, you know? (laughs) Okay, honey. Thank thank you for coming on, Lori. Hey, let me say a
1: prayer for you before I go. Absolutely. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for Charlotte. Thank you, God, that you're raising her up. I pray your angelic presence would be around her. I would pray, God, that you would affect her with your great light. And, and for anybody who's listening, that, Lord, we would all find you and spend eternity with you, God, that we will repent and come into your glorious light. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Thanks, honey.
1: Glory. Have a great rest of your day, okay? Okay. Bye, bye. Now.
0: Bye, bye. Okay, that was terrific. You know, but you never really hear stories of people that have seen hell. You always hear the stories of people that have kind of got a glimpse of heaven. So that was really, that was really cool. Tomorrow, we're shifting gears a little bit. Um, um, I mean, Psychic medium and Bender is going to be with us at six at uh, six p.m. tomorrow Pacific, at almost our usual time, and she's going to be talking about. Growing up that way and talking about how to work with, like, like if you feel like you have abilities to be a seer, you know, what can you do to enhance that or or, or handle it? Because, I mean, for some people, it's really overwhelming. So she's going to be talking about that tomorrow. In the meantime, I will see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific. Thank you all for coming, and I appreciate it. And do look Lori up at her website and check out her books. All right? Have a great one, guys. If you're getting my little cue, that's my cue.